Hey guys, it's Derek. We're back on the podcast. And this week, Ash and I are sitting down to discuss the CrossFit Open. What is it? What is the significance of the Open as it relates to CrossFit, the community, the training methodology, as well as the CrossFit Games? And what do you need to know about the Open if you ever want to get involved? Uh, We are a little behind the eight ball here as it relates to the Open. This is the third and final week of the 2021 CrossFit Open. But A lot of you listening to this podcast are from the CrossFit world, or you have friends, family, coworkers who are obsessed with CrossFit, and that's all they talk about. So we wanted to provide some baseline information, as well as share our experiences in the open over the past 10 years for myself. Uh, No, actually nine years, scratch that, and the last three or four years for Ash. And so we really hope you guys can take something out of this, that you enjoyed the episode, and as always, we cannot thank you enough for listening. So without further ado, let's get into the podcast. All right, everybody, welcome back to Ballistic Performance Radio. This is episode number 71, and I am here with Ash. We are back to our normal format. Ash and Coda, both at my side. We're going to triple team this thing and uh, see where the conversation leads us today. How's that sound? Uh, Now, with the usual news, right? Ballistic news, life news, life news. We've got some exciting stuff in in the works. It's cooking up. We're brewing it up. We might be able to share it with you next week. Next week, we're, I think so. <gasps> next week, we can share. But Well, we're doing a whole podcast episode on it. Yes, we are. So <laughs> that is going to be fun to release that information. Uh, and then also with apparel for Ballistic, we finally have finalized the items that we want. We know the design. We're getting a few shipped to us so we can take some photos and market those to folks and uh yeah release that line here hopefully in the next couple of weeks yeah so that's exciting uh what else anything that i'm missing no i don't think so okay so that's what we got going on now in terms of the conversation today we are going to talk about the crossfit open uh when this releases we'll be in the third and final week of the open they changed it most recently so it is only three weeks not five uh so we're a little you know behind the eight ball here in terms of that. But a lot of you listening come from the CrossFit space or you have friends, family, coworkers that are in that space. And so you're exposed to it quite a bit. So we figured we could at least touch on what the Open is, the history of the Open, as well as our personal experiences with it. And then uh, we can wrap this thing up because I drank pretty workout right before (laughs) this started and my face is starting to itch. Oh, no. Oh, no. We're in trouble. So we're going to... My face doesn't itch that much on this. Or at all with that um, rainbow cause, candy. It's because you're weak. Does yours? <laughs> it just does. It tangles a little bit. It doesn't itch. Oh. Because we only do half a scoop. Oh, I don't even do a half a scoop. That's, I do a quarter. That's why. Yeah. I'm, I think I might go full scoop next time and just see what happens. Oh, dear God. <laughs> <laughs> Pray. Anyway, uh, you know what we're going to get? We're going to get a bunch of DMs saying like, you guys take pre-workout? <laughs> that's not good for you. guys." That's not true. You need some caffeine in your life sometimes and some beta alanine. Uh, Anyway, so let's get to the open. First and foremost, we need to define it. So, Ash, you had a coworker that asked you this, right? Yes. I knew you were going to bring this up again. And (laughs) again, because this is our second take. (laughs) Uh, But 
How did you define the open to your coworker? So I'd give myself an A plus, but <laughs> starting out, I said it's basically a worldwide competition to find the fittest on earth. But in the first take, I did say worldwide like eight times in one sentence. She's obsessed with the fact she was literally saying that she deserves an A just for saying the term worldwide. Because literally the first thing that you are going to say is it's the largest sporting event on earth. You know what? You know what I think of immediately when you say worldwide? <laughs> I don't know. In Step Brothers, when they do the <laughs> boats and hose and they're like worldwide. Uh, but anyway, so uh, guys, with the open... Similar to what Ashley said, it's one of the largest, the same. if not the largest <laughs> sporting event on earth in which literally hundreds of thousands of people representing over 170 countries are coming together and participating in what kind of competition? Ash? <laughs> A worldwide event. A worldwide event. And so <laughs> this is really to bring the entire CrossFit community together in what is a competition, but really is more about the celebration of fitness in a sense. Mm -hmm. Now it sort of has a dual meaning and we'll get into that just to outline the entire process. So number one, the CrossFit open is the first stage in finding the fittest man and woman on earth, right? It's the very first stage of the CrossFit games process. And the way to think about this is the open is the top of a funnel. It's the widest section. It's the mouth, so to speak of the funnel that is going to cast the broadest net, get as many people involved as possible, and then filter them out and narrow them down as you go through the competition. Mm -hmm. So this year in 2021, the season is switching back to uh, what a lot of us who have been in CrossFit for a while are more familiar with or a structure that is very similar in which the Open is going on right now in March. Then the quarterfinals are going to be next in which the top 10% of the Open move on to the quarterfinals. From there, I don't want to get into all the statistics of who makes it, who doesn't, the numbers, but then you'll move on to the semifinals. Those men and women who and teams who qualify from the semifinals will go to the CrossFit Games. Now, anyone in the semifinals that just missed out, not all the details have been released yet, but they'll have a shot at can't talk, qualifying through what's called the last chance qualifier. Oh, I didn't, I've never heard of that. So that's new this year. So that's a little uh, twist on the entire process, but that's oh, the outline. The opens, the quarterfinals, the semifinals, a last chance qualifier, and then the CrossFit games. Are the quarterfinals online as well? Yes. Are as the semifinals? Semifinals are not. Okay. So quarterfinals are another online competition as far as I know. Uh, and then semifinals are very similar to what used to be regionals. Gotcha. Now, the, we're not going to get into all the details of the season because that's not really what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about just the Open. And so the Open this year, and, and I would assume moving forward, is going to be three weeks. In those three weeks, there are three workouts. Again, this is a global event, so CrossFitters Worldwide. all over the world <laughs> are <laughs> participating. And every Thursday, there is a live announcement in which the top male, female, uh, they who knows they may even do team athletes in this are competing against one another going head to head in whatever the announcement or excuse me in whatever the event is they're finding out right there on the spot they have a matter of minutes to warm up and then they're going after it now the entire world the community around that then has from thursday evening until monday evening at 5 p.m pacific to submit their scores you can 
do the workout as many times as you'd like in that period, uh, retesting it as often as you'd like. And you can either have a judge, someone who's taken the judges course, the CrossFit judges course, certify your score. Or if you're trying to be competitive, you need to film yourself and submit it for official review. So that's really what it looks like. Three weeks, three workouts, live announcements. It's a lot of fun. It gets a lot of different people involved and really creates some hype around not only CrossFit as a training methodology, but also CrossFit as a sport. Now, the history of the Open, uh, it didn't originate until 2011. So CrossFit itself has been around, uh, I don't even know when you should when I should officially say. There's rumors that Greg started creating the programming like the methodology back in all the way back in 74 what uh yeah that like he that was like the origin of some of the ideas but it didn't really become something that people were doing uh until i would say the early 2000s now um from there in 2011 they created the open that was also the same year that reebok and crossfit partnered to create the reebok crossfit games uh so it really was like a huge like catalyst to crossfit exploding what it is today now in 2011 it was five weeks there were five workouts and 26,000 people registered that was it so pretty wow. small event uh and then from there they continued that format for several years so in 2012, still five weeks, five workouts. This time, the participation doubled. There was nearly 50,000 people that registered in 2012. And in 2012, I bring this up because it's probably the most infamous of open workouts. The really? very first workout of the 2012 CrossFit Open, 12.1 if you will, was seven minutes of burpees. So a seven-minute AMRAP of burpees. And uh, for anyone who's done a lot of burpees, that's a long time. And I just remember, because that's, that's when I started CrossFit, 2012 Open. I remember doing it and thinking, holy shit, how did these men and women get 130 plus repetitions? Like, I'm going to die because I had never done CrossFit. That was literally one of my first CrossFit workouts. Then uh, in 2013, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, that format remained the same, but it became a spectacle. So the events became more um, a bigger production. Uh, it got more exciting. Eventually, they started creating live announcements, and really, it caught it caught fire. So in 2013, that participation went from 50,000 to to 130,000. 2014, it jumped to 210,000. 2015, I'm not sure what what the number was there. Couldn't find it as I was looking through my notes. 2016, it jumped all the way to 324,000 people registered, then up to 380 in 2017. 2018 was like the pinnacle of the Open. I would say of the entire CrossFit game season, 416,000 people registered for the CrossFit Open. Uh, it, and it may even be higher than that slightly. But that was in 2018. I mean, the streams were global at that point. Workouts were being done around the world. Worldwide. All, yeah, <laughs> worldwide. That's the theme of this whole podcast, worldwide. <laughs> and uh, it was really, truly a spectacle. It was amazing. The production was fantastic. They really had to put it put together. Well, then uh, 2019, like, what the fuck happened? Like, 2019, uh, everything turned around. The season was completely overhauled by the previous owner of CrossFit and the founder of CrossFit, Greg Glassman. 
And so things were kind of turned on their heads, and there were no more live announcements of the workouts. Uh, the entire season changed to where the Open wasn't even necessarily essential anymore. You could qualify through these uh, sanctional events that were created. And so the participation dropped. It went down from 416,000 down to 357,000. And, well, and like, wasn't he trying to get away from like the competitive CrossFit more into like medical? Well, he just wanted it to be, you know, CrossFit, the intent of the training methodology is to be a GPP program to help people cultivate the best health and fitness yeah. possible. And that's his true belief. And he didn't really care about the competitiveness of the games or the CrossFit as a sport. Gotcha. So he overhauled that with all of that in mind. Uh, but participation dropped. Well, then in 2020... We saw another drop, a pretty substantial drop. It went from 357,000 registered down to 239,000. So, um, you know, imagine in from 2018 to 2020, registration was nearly cut in half. Yeah. Uh, and then finally in 2021, this year, we saw its first jump back up. So back on an upward trajectory, 264,000 people registered this year in 2021. I think next year it'll get bigger again. I agree. I think it will continue to jump back up because I think the new owner of CrossFit, Eric Rosa, has the the games at heart. He enjoys the CrossFit games. He appreciates what the CrossFit games uh, do for the methodology just in terms of exposure. Uh, and, and I think... it's the community as like com community aspect. Yeah, for sure. And I think he believes, yeah, the, that the Open is a true worldwide <laughs> global event that brings the community together. So I think you will start to see it creeping back up towards 300 and hopefully beyond. Uh, now, all of that said, I thought we could share our experiences in the open, right? Uh, so Ash, why don't you go first? Cause yours are more recent. Okay. And then I'll follow up with the open in the earlier days. Okay. So I don't know if you said this, but I started my first open was in 2018 mm -hmm. and I placed like right around 13,000 13, in the world. Mm -hmm. uh, and so that was that still in February, March? Yeah. OK, so I was doing CrossFit from like November, like officially I was you were like training me from July, mm -hmm. but I was with four, four, six is when I like started. Okay. So I want to say it was like November to February. Um, and it was just so fun. Like I loved it. And I knew from that point on, I wanted to make regionals. I was like, I want to train. I want to be the best at this. It was, it was just a blast. And then, so I started to train a lot. And in 2019, I was right around 2000th in the world, worldwide. Uh, worldwide. <laughs> um, and Again, like I, I still was only training like once a day. You were very adamant on not letting me overdo it. Like I remember I was I consistently asked you, can I do more? What can I work on? What can I work on? And you're like, you can rest. Like, if anything, you can go hold a handstand if you want, because I want to get better <laughs> at handstand pushups. But you were very adamant on not letting me like more is not better. And then from 2019 like my body just felt so good like I was feeling stronger I was the fittest I've ever felt uh even I never thought I would feel as athletic as I did when I was in gymnastics but I did like I was rope climbing it oh I just I loved it and then so in 2020 we moved to Florida and 
it was a different open experience. I mean, I was training two to three hours a day for probably at least half a year, maybe even a year. Mm -hmm. Uh, I did the entire open by myself. You weren't competing then. Uh, we just, it wasn't the same community. Like it just wasn't, wasn't the same as Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. So I did every single workout by myself. Uh, you judged me another coach, uh, Anthony, he like stood there, cheered me on and I was right around a thousandth in the world. Uh, and I was super, super proud of that. I did in that open, I think partially tear my meniscus mm -hmm. still dealing with that today. I, I don't know if I'll ever actually go get it checked out. Um, it was just part of that heavy clean. I think it was box jumps workout. Yep. Um, but I love it. I told Derek this. And then, so this year we did not register. We haven't done CrossFit in a year and I was traveling last weekend. I will say if I wasn't traveling, we, pr I probably would have swooned us both into signing up, but, uh, I told Derek this past week, I'm like, this is the only open for the rest of my life that I don't sign up. Like I, I just, I love it. I love competing and I understand I might never get a thousandth in the world again, but I, I hope I do. But if I don't like, it's just, it's really cool. You can, you can tell people like Sam telling the truth. I cry <laughs> when I watch these commercials and like when they broadcast this 90 year old guy being like, yeah, fitness, like, just crushing life. What was his name? We just watched this the I other know. night. I was telling one of my clients, Jamie, about him. There was a 90 or 92-year-old uh, World War II vet. Was that right? No, that's that's not. No. Is that correct? I don't remember. I didn't remember he was in the military. Yeah, he was super old. Yeah, he was amazing. And I just was like, I want to do that. Like, I want to be a really freaking fit mom. Like, I, I want to be a fit grandma. Like, oh, my gosh, it's so <laughs> cool. And we don't train CrossFit. And we probably, I don't know. I <laughs> This past week, I was like, Derek, we have to affiliate someday um, with Ballistic. So who knows? Maybe we will. You love programming CrossFit. So I could see it in our future. But even this past workout, 21.2, I told Derek, yeah, we don't, we don't push ourselves into the ground every single day like I did that one year but you were going high intense intensity one day a week usually maybe once every two weeks and I said like that workout didn't feel as difficult as some of the workouts that we still do to, to mm -hmm. this day so it was just cool yeah and I think for you just listening to everything you said yours is very much about your open your perception of the open, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, is more about the competition of it, <laughs> pushing yourself. Just like everything. Everything. Pushing in yourself life. and just, yeah, exactly. Everything in life, like literally brushing our teeth at <laughs> night becomes this damn competition. If I do it first, it's like her night is ruined. <laughs> uh, but you're laughing because you know it's I true. I know. So I can't even going. stand up just to go to the bathroom at night without like, her doing? questioning if I'm going to brush my teeth. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> it's very much about the competition and pushing yourself and testing your own limits. Uh, whereas for a lot of folks, that's not where it ends up. And we'll talk about that as well. But uh, it's cool to see different perspectives with it. Yeah, mine's definitely about like, it's not about even the 
Yeah, I, I like the numbers. I'm not going to lie. But, she likes the leaderboard, yeah. Yeah, but it's like yesterday. Did I think I could do it in 15 minutes? No, but I did. Like, so it's just so freaking cool. Okay. Oh, God. You can go. Uh, okay, <laughs> so you, to recap, started in 2018. Yes. Did it in 2019. 2020 was when you had your best open, mm-hmm. correct? Uh, finishing somewhere a thousandth in the world, 1200th in the world, something like yeah. that. Um, so very competitive experience in the open. Yes. Okay. So in that 2018, that puts you at this. If we would have registered this year, that'd be your third year. No, I did it three 18, years. 19, 20. Okay. So this would have been your fourth year. Yeah. Okay. So my experience is a little bit different. Number one, when I tried to look it up on CrossFit.com, I don't know why, but I don't know if I didn't register in 2012 and 13, uh, but my open stats start in 2015 on, on CrossFit.com. I bet if I look through my personal training log, I probably have the, uh, workouts. That, the workouts. Yeah. But I don't know why I wouldn't have registered. Anyway, I've been doing the open since 2012. Now in 2012, again, that was where the seven minute burpees came into play. The next workout was very, at the time, very heavy snatches. And, uh, and I believe more, was it heavy snatches? Yeah. It was just heavy snatching. What was How much did you lift? Oh, back then I couldn't even make it through the round of 135. Oh, that's better than I expect. I was expecting you to say like 95. No, it was it was brutal. I actually can't even remember what the second workout was. Anyway, at that time, I had been been doing CrossFit for about a minute. You know, I had <laughs> just gotten into it and was trying these workouts and just getting my ass handed to me. So I think I quit like after the third week because I was just like, okay, I'm, I don't know. How, I don't know how to do this. Like, yeah. I don't know how to do this yet. Uh, and so then 2013 rolls around again, I have to look at my log, but I'm sure I have those workouts in there. And I remember the open just being very much, cause at the time, 2013, I was still in school, so I didn't have an affiliate. Um, and so I just remember it still being very much something that I was trying on my own just to see where my scores fell. Mm-hmm. Cause I didn't really have a, I didn't have an affiliate, I didn't have a community to do it with. So it was just me in a standard Globo gym doing these workouts on my own and logging my scores. Uh, 2014, again, kind of kind of a very similar experience. I, I didn't have, you know, I was I was working at a gym in New Jersey and I was essentially by myself. There, We didn't bring on any other coaches yet at the time. And so, again, I was really just doing these workouts to test my own limits. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until 2015 that at that point I had been doing CrossFit for three years uh, I was really starting to develop some some decent fitness, and I was living in St. Thomas at the time, which at that time, the way the regions were broke up, it was somewhere that I could be very competitive and like actually had a chance of making it on a team to regionals. Mm-hmm. And so when I moved to St. Thomas, I just remember I met with a, I met a couple people at the gym, and it was like go time. We were training three to four hours every single day, if not multiple sessions. I have never done so much conditioning in my whole life uh, leading up to the Open. And so that year was my best year. In 2015, I finished, I think, right around 7,000th overall in the world, um, which in the Virgin Islands put me in third place. Our team didn't qualify. Third? Uh, yeah. Wow, that's cool. Uh, Did you work out with the first and second? No, we lived on different islands. Oh. Um, Where so, did they live? I forget. I remember looking it up and thought, oh, we're never going to see each other unless oh. we make it to regionals. Wow. Um, but I yeah, so that. we all lived on different islands, but 7,000th-ish. 
2016, uh, I was injured. I hurt my shoulder. I couldn't do the majority of the workouts, so I didn't really, you know, I still registered, but I basically just scaled every workout and couldn't log an official score. Huh. I knew you then. I don't yep. remember you hurting I hurt my shoulder. shoulder right before it started. Oh. Um, and the first workout was like chest to bar pull-ups mm. and burpees over the bar and like overhead lunches. It was like the worst possible scenario. Yeah. Uh, then 2017 rolled around. At that point, I was still training quite a bit. I was working at the University of Pittsburgh as a strength coach. Um, training like one to two hours at yeah, most, though. Yeah, like, like a, not like I was. Yeah. But I still ended up finishing like 7,500th in the world, so I was happy with that because, again, my training dropped way down. And during both of those years, 20, 2015, 2016, and even I think into 2017, I was training at an affiliate in Pittsburgh. So I had a community of people, you know, we were dividing everybody who registered into teams and competing on Friday nights, like the whole Friday night light thing, like a lot of affiliates do. And so it was my chance to see how the open was perceived by, I don't want to say general public, because I'm part of the general public, but our general population, but how it was perceived inside of the affiliates. And yeah. it truly was, you know, it was an event. It was like a celebration of the fact that we could all come together and do these workouts and, and motivate one another and, and have that camaraderie and that community. And, you know, we would bring in a bunch of food and people would go and drink afterwards. And it was just like this really a big party. Yeah. Um, and so it was fun. And you say that you're part of the general population, but you are also a coach. So it was yeah. like kind of not fun for you. Yeah. Running it is a whole different story. Yeah. Um, we're not going to get into that because organizing it as an affiliate owner or a head coach is a huge pain in the ass. But <laughs> doing it is fun. Um, and then 2018 rolls around. So at that point, I was in a really difficult spot with my knees. Mm -hmm. My I I was in severe amounts of pain doing really any type of exercise, even just walking up and down stairs. And so the open rolls around, I register, and I just remember really feeling defeated before it even started because I knew anything that had lunges or squatting in it or cleans, anything where I had to go below parallel was going to put me in a bad spot. Uh, and I didn't want to be basically debilitated after these workouts. And so did what I could. Uh, I was training not anywhere near the level I had been in those previous years. And I think I, I ended up falling around like 12,000 in the world or something like that. Uh, and then the pattern continued into 2019 to where 2019 I registered, but I didn't even complete all of the workouts because of my knees. And so those final really two years, not including didn't register in 2020, didn't register this year. Those final two years are sort of a down slope into realizing, holy shit, I need to fix my body before I start trying to do anything like this again. Yeah. So overall, my experience was a little bit different from yours. Number one, I got to see it evolve from what was really this grassroots, like no one really knew what it was thing. There were no live announcements into this giant spectacle that it was in 20, 2018 and got to see it from the affiliate standpoint a little bit more uh, and see how not only did other affiliates celebrate it, but how I wanted to celebrate it in the gym that I was running at the time. And like I said, you really did see folks embrace it and turn it into a true community event, something that people got fired up about, something that you could talk to your, your other CrossFit friends about. And it was cool. Mm -hmm. um, now, those are both of our experiences. If you talk to, to affiliates, anyone who goes to an affiliate that they've done this really well, 
they probably fucking love the open. They're probably like, oh my gosh. Even from 446, I still think about that. Like one of our my best friends texted me a picture the other day and was like, oh, I miss this. Like it was so fun. Yeah, we had a good group there. Uh, yeah, so if you go to the right spot, it's really fun. Like you're breaking up into teams. Everyone is super competitive. And, you know, you really make... It's just supportive. You make a fun five weeks. It is competitive, though. Like, yeah. it's supportive, but you're being competitive. <laughs> and... Uh, Not everyone. I, but let's talk about that for a second. I, I don't know... Because I'm not as competitive as you are, especially nowadays. When we first met, I was way more competitive. What? Yes, but still not to the extent that I am. No, not I'm to the extent psycho. you are. Yeah, you're a psychopath. <laughs> Serial killer status. But... I don't understand how you don't have a competitive bone in your body. Like the people know, who are some like some people don't. But what I'm saying is those people are, might be serial killers. <laughs> Cuz how do you not have any competitive drive in you? I feel like if you do CrossFit and you truly love it, you have that bug in you. I know some people that like genuinely are just like, "No, I just want to be fit and healthy." I think they're liars though. I think if you do CrossFit, it's in you. That's what Maybe. I think. I think it has to be because it's all about. You can't enjoy it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You don't do it but for. But are we just saying this because we're on that psycho like spectrum? No, I'm. I'm basically saying if you're not on the spectrum, <laughs> you are the psycho. Is what I'm saying. Okay, like, move on. Because here's the deal: the reason that I got so addicted across it in the beginning is because it was all about points. It was how fast can I do X? How much yeah. weight can I move? How much fitter can I get than? x person than oh, y person no than mine z was person. more internal i mean mine was how internal fit? but also external factors yeah. well yeah it, oh, i can still like i can remember the day i beat you in your, our first workout like i can and you were like oh no and then i just kept beating you and it was the best feeling that i've ever experienced <laughs> I created a monster, folks, is what we're trying to get out of here. Anyway, uh, back on track here. Yes. There are, even though it's a really great event, it gets everyone together, it gets everyone motivated, it exposes a lot of the world to CrossFit hasn't seen it before, there are pros and cons to the Open, at least in my opinion. So I figured we'd go through those quickly here. In terms of the pros, and Ash, feel free to add in anything you think might be a pro. Some of the stuff that come, comes to the top of my mind immediately are the community, right? The fact that everyone's coming together and participating in this. It's the camaraderie that's associated with that, motivating one another. The competition, like we were just talking about. The celebration, the fact that like you're that capable of a human being that you can do these physical and tasks. And new movements. Like think about everyone that gets their first pull up, first yeah. muscle up. Yeah. So achieving new skills and movements. Um, the fact that it's just testing your fitness. Mm -hmm. This is another reason why I think you're full of shit if you say you're not competitive, <laughs> but you do a crossfit and you like the open. I don't care if you like the open because it's a big party at your affiliate for five weeks or now what is three weeks. It's also you're testing your abilities. You're testing your fitness that you've cultivated over the last year. Uh, and it's keeping you accountable. Yeah. Even if you're not trying to be as fit as you were in previous years, it's still a wake up call of like, whoa, shit. You know, with 21.2, which we just did for fun, that was 17.1. In 2017, I did it in 1548. Yesterday, I did it in 1742. So I was... 
significantly slower. But again, my goals have changed, et cetera. But it also was a wake up call to me of like, whoa, like there's way more room for growth. Like Mm -hmm. you can get a lot fitter. Um, And then number two, it makes, I think it makes CrossFit approachable too. Uh, You know, it's like, it's one of those things where when you see the games on TV, it's really intimidating. But then when you walk into an affiliate and it's like, oh, these people are doing the exact same thing that those guys on TV are doing, but they look like me. Like I can do that. And like how I said, the 90 year old, like if they can do it, like I think it becomes very approachable. Yeah. And then the last thing is it's a showcase for the fittest people. Mm-hmm. because here's the deal you think you're moving really fast right like yeah. when you're doing these workouts and you're proud of yourself you're like wow i finished in x time and then you see the live announcements and you see how fit those men and women are it's super humbling and it's a chance for them to show the world of like this isn't a part-time like side project thing yeah. this is like i'm training to be a professional athlete Y'all are just doing it along with us, you know, that kind of thing, because you look at them and you watch them on TV and you're like, okay, they're going fast. Then when you do it and you finish five minutes behind Mm -hmm. them, you're like, whoa, holy shit. They weren't going fast. They were going minutes if you're fit. Yeah. They were going lightning fast. Like you don't realize how fast they're going because of how smooth it looks. So it really is a showcase for them. Any other pros to add there? I don't think so. Okay, so in terms of cons, yes, I think there are some. Number one, something that I don't like, something that I hated when I was running affiliates and coaching is that at some affiliates and some coaches, they think that you need to quote-unquote train for the open. They'll act as if their general population clients are training in this competitive season, so to speak, and they'll change the programming at their facility or to their members to prep for the open. Now, here's why I don't like that. Because if you are following a true GPP CrossFit style program, a program that has constant variance that's designed to cultivate the most broad and favorable adaptations possible, you shouldn't need to be changing the way you're prescribing movements and exercises to accommodate a an event that is designed to test your general fitness. Does that make sense? Yeah. I don't like that idea that you're now treating folks who are just trying to train to be healthy and have longevity and have functionality in a season type way. In a, you know, in a uh, basically like a periodization like sport preparation type way. Yeah, that uh, makes sense. I'm not a fan of that. I think your programming should be consistent year round it should hit multiple modalities train all of the energy systems and just prepare people for life which in turn should prepare them for the open they don't need to be extra competitive part of the hype though like oh i'm training for the open i think it's part of the hype but i think it's bullshit like i think if there's a way to to make people think that they're training for the open create that hype but not actually change like the programming yeah, I don't know if there is. My my take on this is just that you're not training for the Open. Like the Open is a fun event where you get to showcase what you've done over the past year. Yeah. The five or four weeks, maybe even six weeks if your gym's really on top of it, that you're quote unquote training for the Open and your coaches have just basically added more burpees, toes to bar and thrusters because that's primarily what's in the Open. 
Like, you're not getting that much fitter in those six weeks. If you're someone who's truly dedicated and, yeah, you're conditioning a lot heavier in those six weeks, sure, you're going to be able to recover faster. You're going to be in a better place. But most people don't need that shit. Like, just continue doing what you're doing. And then when the open rolls around, it's like, yes, I get to now see how much fitter I am than I was last year. Or I get to now see where I fall amongst all my firefighter buddies. You know, like something like that. Yeah. So that's the part I'm not really too too hot on. Number two for me is the intensity. Now, intensity is a good thing, right? It cultivates positive adaptations when done correctly, when implemented correctly. But a lot of people get too fired up about the open workouts. They go too hard. You are the perfect example. I was just going to say, I'm feeling personally attacked. But are you not? You went so hard in whatever 19 or 20. What what year was that? 19. For what? When you tore your meniscus or partially tore your meniscus. Oh, that was 2020. Right. So you went so hard that yeah, but I did, like, something I felt happened. Good. Right. You felt good, but your body <laughs> broke down. Yeah, I think it was a fluke. And, okay, I'm just using you as one example, right? There's people that fall off the pull-up bar all the time during the Open because they think they need to do one more rep. Yeah. There's people that hurt themselves because they tried to pull a weight they shouldn't have off the ground. Like, we need to have somewhat of an understanding of our limits. Yes, the Open is there to showcase your fitness and your functionality, but we don't need to push it beyond what we can do safely and effectively Uh, to the point at which we're getting injured. Yes, you can push past the threshold slightly and challenge yourself that way, but you also need to be able to pump the brakes and come back to something that's manageable within that that particular workout. Uh, Now, the... I think the last two, one is the misconceptions that are associated with uh, the Open. Now, what I mean by misconceptions is... We mentioned how approachable the open becomes, right? That it makes it so you you can see the world's fittest athletes doing the same workouts you're doing. But what that also does is it leads some people to believe that you are capable of achieving what those men and women are doing. And here's the truth. You're not. Yeah. <laughs> like You are not going to get to that level. There are, as Kelly Starrett said in one of his podcasts, there are normal human beings. No, what how do you say it? He said there are mutants and there are non-mutants, <laughs> right? We are non-mutants. If you're listening to this, you are likely a non-mutant. <laughs> you, even if you committed your life to training for the next year or two years, three years plus, you're not going to get to the same level as these top you know, 50 men and women in the world. Yeah. They have the genetics, they have the work ethic, they have the dedication to literally sacrifice every other aspect of their life to be the best. And their bodies are able to withstand the beating that they are putting on them. That is not something that your body is capable of doing. Um, so that's one that I think, you know, it's just a, the the easy comparison is just because you can go out in the in the driveway and shoot free throws doesn't mean you can make it to the NBA. <laughs> Same thing with CrossFit. True. Just because you know how to deadlift doesn't mean you can get to the CrossFit games. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the last one, it, or I guess it's associated with that, is that it is, it's so approachable that, you know, it just, 
I guess it's the same point. I'm kind of reiterating the same thing, so I'm not even going to go down that rabbit hole. But those are really the cons that I see associated with it. Do you have anything to add there? I don't think so. Hopefully that made sense. And yeah. I, I don't, I don't, the goal wasn't to trash talk the open. It was just to present my, my perspective on what's going on. No, I mean, I think your pros still outweigh the cons. Yeah. And I don't think the cons are, besides the intensity, like I don't think any of them are that bad. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, well, in terms of the open, I think we covered a lot of it. I think we did a pretty good job of explaining what it is. Yeah. Who participates because it's worldwide. What? Worldwide. <laughs> Just in case anyone missed it. It's Our fun. experiences with it and really, you know, the pros and the cons that are associated with the entire event. Yeah. Awesome. Well, hopefully that gave some of y'all who aren't as familiar with the Open some insight into the world of CrossFit, even though you and I haven't been really a part of that world for the last two years. Uh, it's still near and dear to our hearts. And according to you, we're, we'll be back. we're going to be back. <laughs> uh, and so hopefully that, that gave you something to take away today and to uh, maybe chat with your, your friends, family, coworkers who all they can talk about is CrossFit, give you some context, and then eventually be able to shut them down so they talk about normal life stuff as well because that's important. Uh, but anyway, that is all we have for you all today. Thank you again for tuning in. And uh, Ash, if you've got nothing to add, I think we can sign off. Perfect. Bye, y'all. See you guys next week. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Whether this is your first time tuning in or if you're here with us each and every week, we cannot thank you enough. It is because of you that we're able to create these episodes and bring this value to this platform. And so if you enjoy what you hear, please head over to iTunes, leave us a five-star review, leave a comment in there as well. That's how we get more recognition and reach more people and change more lives through the podcast. If you're not following us on all of our other platforms, get on there, hit that follow button, hit that subscribe button, whether it's Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, get on there. We're putting out valuable content every single day across all of those platforms uh, to make sure that you can move the needle on your health and fitness journey. Guys, once again, we cannot thank you enough. We love you and we will see you next week.